1: He made his mother a promise of graduation from college. He made good on that promise. Sunday is graduation day. I will be back for our walkthrough at 11. Do you have a problem with it? Every person in the organization said, as long as you're back, I don't care.
0: Carter trying to get free. Carter
1: at the buzzer. No good. And the Sixers hold on and advance to the conference finals.
0: All I think about is that shot. (laughs)
1: something you live for, you know, maybe next year. I don't want to duck him. Why not? What? He suffered what appears to be a leg injury on a drive. You can Right there, you drove. can tell on the penetration he hurt it, Chuck. There was a
0: time they said he was half man, half amazing, and tonight he is nothing but net. Vince Carter has been traded from Toronto. Why did Toronto go ahead with this deal then? because they don't like Vince Carter, because they're tired of him. He's insulted the organization. They feel he's basically tanked it on them because he wanted
1: out of town. How I was used in, in, in Toronto and how I'm used in, in, in Jersey is, is totally different. You know, so you know, I, I think people just want
0: to feel that way just because, yeah, they're, they're mad that I left. From North Carolina, 6'6", guard number 15, Vince Carter. sports Fell story time we are looking back may 20th 2001 raptors versus 76ers game seven vince carter shot before the shot it rims out raptors lose the sixers go on they beat the bucks and then they get crushed by the 2001 lakers <laughs> everyone would have got crushed by the lakers that's not yeah that's not new but um it begins a really ugly period for the raptors and vince carter we talked about this off the top, where Vince going to graduation was sort of the first time there was a little problem with b- between any Raptors player and fan base. It had been all great up to that point. Vince was this sort of supernova that was full of positivity, and he dunked dunk contests, and he was a face of the franchise. And then the graduation was the first time there was any negativity. And for what it's worth, people on the radio and fans weren't the only one that blamed Vince for going to graduation his own teammate Charles Oakley was also pretty anti-grad if Vince doesn't go to graduation oh that way right. are you guys in a conference final no doubt no doubt mm-hmm. hands down why because we still waited on him even though we had our team there but he's the one that, you know he's like saying you know can Jermaine Jackson sing every Michael Jackson song so no <laughs> he his brother he won the Jackson five but this was just special he was something special at that era at that time he was uh he was our captain for him taking off time and you know he, he came and he played a good game but it's just something you know like i said it's like a band member off key you can you can know the difference we you know we still had his back. He's still our brother you know we just you know it was important to him in his life we gave him the respect Do you i feel- mean we wish he would have you know he made the right decision for him but it wasn't a team decision so Charles Oakley goes and signs with the Wizards and 20 years later says, we would have won that game if Vince didn't go to graduation. (laughs) Uh, Fuck you, Oakley. I mean, (laughs) come on.
1: It's also sort of like you sort of touched on it previously about how this was like the first anti-Vince moment ever, like the first negative thing ever. It's crazy how quickly and how easily the anti-Vince sentiment started from this.
0: Totally. Uh, the next season plays 60 games, so he misses 22 games the next season. Still a very good season. He averaged basically 25 points a game, but the team is 42 and 40. Uh, they slip pretty considerably. They they're, they are a bottom five offense. They're good defensively, but they're a bottom five offense. Really slow pace. Mo Pete comes on a little bit. He becomes a 14-point-a-game guy. Antonio Davis, another good year, but Vince misses 20-plus games, and this is when Not only did, not only did we get, you know, the, the criticism of Vince going to school, but this is when the, is Vince actually soft narrative starts to come up. Yeah. You remember that?
1: I do remember that. And I think it also speaks to sort of what we were discussing before about like the hockey media covering Vince angle. Mm -hmm. And I, and not only was this Vince, but like the, are they actually soft narrative would follow the Raptors every year. Yeah. Like that's why they brought in guys like Tyler Hansbrough to be like finally there's some toughness. <laughs> it's just like where are you like who cares?
0: And if you thought that was bad, oh man, 2002-2003 was holy smokes. They go 24 <laughs> and 58. Vince plays half the games. He plays 42 games. He his scoring average drops by 5 points. He's really starts to really like we go from Him missing 20 to him missing 40 games. The is he soft question becomes like the first thing anyone mentions about him for the next three years, I would say.
1: Yeah, there's also a key moment here that I feel like doesn't get talked enough about enough in the Vince saga, which is in 2004. So just after this, the Toronto Raptors have the eighth pick in the NBA draft. This is the year after drafting Chris Bosch for help, and Vince tells the front office that they should draft a player named Andre Igudala mm. who goes one pick. He goes number nine. The Raptors at number eight, instead take Rafael Arujo. Uh. So we've talked we've talked before about how the Raptors could have had Camby. Vince McGrady. The Raptors also could have had Vince, Bosch and Iguodala. And like, if they listen to Vince, maybe he doesn't demand the trade. Maybe the Raptors in the late two thousands, when the Eastern conference was not great, build around Chris Bosch, Vince Carter and Andre and a young Andre Iguodala. That'd be a good team.
0: You're damn right. It would be a good, team. that would be a good ass team. 2002, 2003 team is not good. No. Uh, 24 and 58. Some of the guys that Vince plays with in this team uh, Maceo Bastin, <laughs> Lindsey Hunter, Chris Jeffries, Vashawn Leonard, Jelani McCoy, uh, Mamadou Njai plays 22 games. It was a really bad <sighs> team. Greg Foster.
1: Jelani McCoy, boy.
0: Michael Bradley plays t- 67 games. Really bad. Uh, JYD starts most of this season. Yeah. It's a really bad team. They're really, really, really bad. And this is Vince is starting to get booed. It's really ugly.
1: We blew past one thing that I just want to touch on really quickly because I've never gotten Please. over it. Uh, in the 2001-2002 season, when they sure. lost the pist- they lost the Pistons the first round of the playoffs. In five. In five. Chris Childs throws up a last-second shot with like eight seconds left on the clock from half-court. I've never gotten over
0: it. No, I um, get I get been mad. 18
1: years, and we've won a championship, <laughs> and I'm still mad about it.
0: My first note in our rewatch was like, I'm still mad at Chris Childs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Something we skipped over. They signed fucking Hakeem Olajuwon. Do you remember? I I don't remember Hakeem Olajuwon playing a single game, but he played quite a bit, apparently.
1: I I absolutely remember this because I remember being young enough that I knew who Hakeem was, but I didn't know who Hakeem was. Mm -hmm. And it being like a big deal, the Raptors signed Hakeem. And then him being like, fine. Yes. And kind of be like, what's the big deal? And now it's like, oh, (laughs) I see one of the strangest like It's up there with like Frank Thomas playing for the Blue Jays. Totally. Just like odd legends that played in Toronto for a second.
0: Uh, But Vince has a season-ending knee injury that year. So they they are playing that series, I believe, without Vince, and they go to five.
1: And if I believe correctly, they had to, like, they went on a bit of a win streak without Vince to scrape into the playoffs that year.
0: Which is the worst thing that could possibly happen for the news radio. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Antonio (laughs) Davis and Keon Clark being your twin towers sort of carrying you into a playoff run. That's how teams get torn apart, is your best player gets hurt and they, you play well enough to get into the playoffs anyway. That's how bad things start.
1: And I, if I remember correctly, I believe it would have been after that season. Uh, sorry, after the 2000, 2003 season, yeah. That was when Davis uh, wanted to leave because the story was he didn't want his children learning the metric system. <laughs> and I remember everyone, everyone turned against him real quick with that.
0: Now for what it's worth, uh he's 35 years old. Like he Yeah, we're, oh yeah. For sure. But absolutely hilarious. Everybody that was on that team ended up other than maybe JYD and Alvin Williams and I guess Mo Pete. They end up sort of becoming enemies of of yeah. Fan base.
1: Yeah. At best they're footnotes, like Keon Clark, at worst they're actively disliked.
0: And this hurt this hurt sticks around. Like Vince and Antonio Davis and those guys saying they wanted to leave. That Sticks around with this fan base. It, it it comes up again with Bosch.
1: It's still it's still here. It's still totally.
0: here. Totally. It comes up again with Bosch. It it came up with well, I guess Tracy McGrady probably started it. T Mac and Stoudemire, yeah. and then Vince, and then Antonio Davis. And I think that's part of why Kyle and Demar were so beloved. Right. That that, that I that think so ends up being part of the franchise's history.
1: And but I mean, but that narrative still here. Like, forget Kawhi leaving, which is its own thing, but like. There's still the worry in now that we've won a championship or a respected, well-respected franchise, the Raptors have still never made the massive star acquisition via free agency. Right. No star has ever chosen to come here.
0: They'd never, they never, the big fish is Turkoglu. It's, it's, it's Damari Carroll. It's, it's never a one guys. It's, it's role players who probably wouldn't get the same money anywhere else
1: as much as winning a championship, I think has and will make a difference. Like I do think this is not as much of a worry as it once was, but like, it all starts here. It's all Vince like going forward. Vince is Vince is the first relationship that breaks your heart for real. And you're always like, you'll get over it. But like, you always remember like, the, the seeds of that pain are always there.
0: It's how, you know, fans here get their guard up so quickly. And, oh, and yeah. I remember, I remember thinking that Lowry was going to leave the year that they signed, the year that they drafted uh, Bruno. I was like, oh, they didn't do enough. Lowry's gone. I, I was like so certain of it. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in, at U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The story moves forward. Vince is still on the team in 2003, 2004, but now he's getting booed at home and saying he won't dunk. He's playing with Jalen Rose and Danielle Marshall and Milt Palacio and uh, Gennaro Pargo and Lonnie Baxter. (laughs) (laughs) Mgeke Batir, uh Chris Jeffries is a really bad team as well.
1: I had big hopes for Mengi Batir.
0: <laughs> the milkshake. Milk Palacio, uh a funny story, was he became like a verb in my group in my friend's group <laughs> for anybody that could like get to the rim but never hit a layup. That was a milk palacio. That okay, was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Patrick McCaw is a Milt Palacio. He he is like died in the wool. Nope oh, Blasio. They went 33 and 49. And that is basically the beginning of the end. He gets Vince is traded the next year, uh, in ugly, ugly fashion.
1: Ugh. Yeah, and of course, as we know, his first game back in Toronto, he goes off. No good! The door is open for the next. Enough time though. Kid, three seconds. Carter looking for the win. He buries it. in Toronto with a bang.
0: Welcome home. (laughs) Incredibly timed. Calderon right there. What? Just an unbelievable shot by Vince Carter to cap this off.
1: And it's Vince Carter putting up 42 points, including the game winning three ball for the Nets. Just like couldn't script it better and or man, worse. He, or he, worse, he averaged so yeah.
0: 16 points a game in his 20 games his last year with the with the raptors inexcusable like really bad <laughs> i i i sort of i went not soft i, I was soft dish on this recently where i was like you know we're being a little hard on him and, and the team was really bad but like man he fucking dogged it because he immediately goes and averages 28 points a game with the fucking nets
1: immediately yeah.
0: And plays 82 games a year for the next three years.
1: I definitely have. So su- I like I have fully forgiven Vince. Yeah, I think I, I think that uh, I was at a game. I want to say it was like 2015. Mm-hmm. I want to say I was at a regular season game against when Vince was on the Grizzlies. Maybe it was 20. It was 2015 2016. Vince is on the Grizzlies and he came into the game and the whole crowd gave him a standing ovation. Right. And it was one of those moments. I think we actually talked about it on a sports world back in the day. It was one of those moments of like, okay, we as a franchise have grown up and moved on. We are now, we have our stars. We're making the playoffs. We have a well-run team. There's a bright future. We can finally let this go. Yeah. And I think that I I understand why not all Raptors fans are there. Like totally. any Raptors fan who's like, who's still like, fuck Vince Carter. I get it. hundred percent. But personally i'm i've moved past it and over it and am able to sort of look at the good vince did for the team and the city but when you go relive like 2002 to through 2004 it's like man i at the time i fucking hated
0: him of course he was and like yeah absolutely i, I
1: hated vince carter in 2004
0: and he deserved it man fuck him yeah
1: oh yeah absolutely he deserved it It was, and it's just unbelievable. It's actually a longer period of time than I remember. Like from the missing the shot to being traded. I thought it was like a year and a half, two years. Right. But like knowing that it was like those three years and the team was so bad and he has had nothing around him. It was just like, man, it it was such a slow, slow, but steep decline.
0: I think it's really funny. I've been thinking about this because like, It's really funny that he went from a guy who was clearly dogging it and didn't care and threw into the effort to like his entire career then became about playing more than anybody else and playing more (laughs) minutes than anybody else with the added caveat of like he hasn't played in a meaningful game in like five years.
1: Since Dallas, I guess.
0: Memphis got swept in 2016, if you want to say that's a meaningful game. They lost in six in 2017. So like. He's played in first-round playoff games in the last five years, but that's it. I think there's something really funny to that of, like, he made the second round in 2015, 2014, 2015. He made the second round, and he played 16 minutes a game and averaged six points a game. I think there's a hilarious dichotomy of, like, he's going to go on playing more than anybody else, totally cursed to only play in meaningless games for the last half-decade.
1: I think there's also, I'm just thinking of this now that you're saying this, there's also a funny sort of symmetry with him and T-Mac. Yeah. In that they were, they will always, in Toronto anyway, they will always be intrinsically linked. And then T-Mac also like, his whole thing was he couldn't get out of the first round. Yeah. And like two guys who had great careers, the, I think probably both Hall of Famers,
0: Absolutely. But, yeah, but yeah. just
1: never won anything.
0: Yeah, because T-Max is like, already nev- in, and, and Vince will get in. Yeah.
1: But, like, it's just, I think about this a lot, especially the way that Vince's career has kind of ended. It's so odd to say, like, what, do you, where do you put the value? Because mm-hmm. I think there is value to how long and how much he's played. Like, it's crazy totally, how long and how much he's played.
0: He wants the, the games played uh, numbers. I've always thought it's really funny is, like, He's, he never really gets deep into the playoffs again. He, he, yeah. He, the second round is sort of what he does. And I guess 2010 with Orlando? I mean, that's still only... That's a, he gets to the third round with Orlando in 2010. That's, a, that's as far as he gets, the Eastern Conference Finals. Really interesting. A very interesting career that Vince has had. Um, I know Mac has come out and said that he he, in hindsight, should have stayed. Because they would have been an unbelievable duo. And that is true.
1: They would have dominated the Eastern Conference. I I don't know if they would ever win, but like those early 2000s Eastern Conference championship teams were not good. Like those Nets teams were fucking terrible.
0: It it is also crazy to look at it and go, man, T Mac really didn't get a fair shake here. Like, no. Because they both sort of played wing, I guess you could say, oh, you could only, you would only do so much with, with both of them. But man, you could have played them both and figured out the rest. Like yeah. you really could have,
1: <laughs> yeah. I I very much believe that had both of them played at that time, they would have absolutely dominated the Eastern Conference.
0: Because because again, T Mac, uh, he averaged fifteen points a game in his last game with the with, last with the Raptors. Only started thirty four games, immediately averages twenty seven, and then twenty five, and then thirty two. <laughs> <Like, laughs> they would have been unstoppable. But that is sort of the story of of what it was like to cheer for the Raptors at that time. Is you got your young star and you hope that in the first three years they won because they were going to leave that that's just what happened yeah um even vince staying for as long as he did at the time was like oh my god vince is, vince is staying for four years five years it, it just didn't happen and, and again we mentioned it, it didn't happen again until lowry because bosch bolted it pretty quickly and 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 it was very emblematic of what it was like to be a raptors fan at the time was was sort of that Always, just happy to be relevant. We were happy to be re- relevant in in two thousand and one, and and we've come a long way.
1: They sort of built their teams in that mindset. I feel like I don't, I know that wasn't obviously the intention. No, they like you, look, a lot of picks, you fa- sacrificed a lot of picks. Like you look at Vince and Bosch's careers in Toronto. Like other than like the two thousand one two thousand two team, like Bosch never had anything around him. No, and no, like even ever that team that made the playoffs in two thousand six, like. That like that wasn't that good a team. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. They. I feel like they. It was always sort of, we have our one star and we'll put some like middling role players around them and see what happens. It was never like, let's go, make a team around these guys.
0: So we wrap it up, Jake. What was your what was your big takeaway going back and rewatching the two thousand and one game seven?
1: My big takeaway was like, it makes me sad in a way of everything we've just sort of talked on like and even like the years where we lost to LeBron was still like the bench mob year two years ago where we got swept that season was so fun and like it it, it kind of bums me out that there's like a decade there that could have been so fun as a Raptors fan that instead was like just awful <laughs> like <Yeah>. so bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it gets worse. We we, we cut off at the trade. It it gets a lot worse for, like, another five years.
1: And, like, I'm I'm glad that the team, you know, stuck through it and is still here and, like, obviously reaching the top of the mountain. But it's just like, man, so many – there's just so many what could have been. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, we would have been, like, a championship dynasty or anything. I understand. Yeah. But, like, we could have had 15 years of just, like, fun, good basketball teams in this city.
0: Totally, uh, and man, if they had had T Mac, you wouldn't yeah. be able to fucking throw your entire team at Vince Carter. They w- he would have had somebody to pass to.
1: And that's all it was. And the, like the La- the Lakers had Shaq and Kobe. Yes, they, they had other good players, but like it was very much like okay, you guard the one. Because mm-hmm. like we saw Vince drives, he's triple teamed. If he's kicking to T Mac instead of Mo Pete and Charles Oakley, like. You know,
0: who knows? I do. and just one last one last thing, one last thing in 2000, 2001, Nick Nurse led the London Towers <laughs> to a 27 and seven record good for first in the division they lost in the semifinals of the of the uh, Cup, whatever that would be the London Towers, coached by Nick Nurse. So, there is your closer. <laughs> that's how far we were.
1: If the Nick, if Nick Nurse was coaching the Raptors, does one, they would have won that game. That's what I'll say.
0: He was in the. Uh, they were in the English Basketball League, the EBL.
1: The EBL. Wow.
0: Twenty-seven and seven.
1: That's a long journey. Yeah, Jesus. baby. Nineteen they, years. Wow.
0: Man, twenty-seven and seven. That's that's seventy-nine point five percent basketball. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, Nick Nurse is the best. We Nick know Nurse
0: is the best. Folks, thank you uh, for coming along with us for another another look back. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to Sean and Clay for the editing and the ideas and to Dylan for doing all the work and putting everything together and putting up with us. We will... Find another fun thing to watch. We'll go back up next time. We went down. Yeah. We went up. We're down again. We will go up. If you have a good idea, let us know uh, in the Discord or on Twitter what you want us to go back and look at and watch and talk about. But until then, we thank you very much for listening to Sportsville.
1: Pistons at three. Toronto, last chance to tie it. Who gets the ball? Chris Childs with a. I don't know what that was. It was a mess. foul. Well, they needed a three. Hmm.